Yes. It better be. I hope so. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, I'm Shay. I'm Maddie. And welcome to a name we came up with 30 minutes ago, Oops. The Mystery Sleuth. The Mystery Sleuth. <laughs> um, disclaimer, we have no idea what we're doing. No. We have absolutely no idea what we're doing. This is the first time I've ever recorded anything like semi-professionally. We're also just hunched over a single microphone. Hunched over a single microphone in our bedroom floor. Um, this is gonna be great. So anyway, this is gonna be the first episode in what we expect to be a long line of bi-weekly episodes. I really hope so. Of mysteries and the such. Yes. So, oh, wait, we gotta, we gotta, oh, yeah. we gotta pop our boba. We have, we have boba and we're this is gonna, it. This is probably gonna be a recurring thing. One, two, three. Ooh. <laughs> Look at that spike. Woo. <laughs> All right. Thank God for the uh, paw protector. <laughs> I know. <coughs> All right, Maddie. So I'm going to tell you about a murder mystery. This I've called the investor murder mystery. The investor <laughs> murder <laughs> probably mystery. probably not going to be the name. But, so let me tell you about this thing. Yeah. This happened if. September 5th to September 8th, I think, 1982. So it's a very long time oh, ago, almost a, like 40 years this ago. This is an oldie. This is an oldie. This is an oldie but a goodie. And some people consider this to be the most notorious cold case in Alaskan history so far. Okay. Like, it, it's bizarre. It's not super weird and crazy, yeah. but it's pretty bizarre. Um, so anyway... The family and fishing boat crew of Mark Colthurst left from Blaine, Washington earlier in the fishing season of 1982, mm -hmm. heading for the small island town of, wait for it, Craig, Alaska. <laughs> get your giggles out now. Craig will be coming up a lot. I don't think I'm ever going to get my giggles out. Um, so they were heading for <coughs> Craig, Alaska on Colthurst's recently purchased fishing boat, The Investor. It's, I'll show you a picture, but it's yeah. a beautiful boat. Um, so on September 5th, 1982, the family and the crew of the investor were in Craig looking for payment for their recent catch of fish. I think the article said salmon, but nice, I'm not nice. entirely sure. Nice <coughs> fish. I'm so sorry I'm coughing so much. <laughs> the allergies. It is. Um, but the, the fish and game department was closed temporarily, so oh, no. it kind of set them back a little bit. Tragedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, the eight passengers were willing to wait. There were eight people on this boat. Okay, were they all part of the family? Or so, was they... the, half of the, I'll get into that. Okay. But yeah, so, there were eight passengers on the boat, and they were willing to wait until the fish and game department opened back up. Okay. Um, their wait, however, would prove fatal <laughs> ah. when their shot and burned corpses would be discovered a few days later. Ah! Okay. Getting back to your question. The people on the boat. So there was Mark Colthurst, mm -hmm. the, uh, the father of the boat. The so, hold on. How is this, how is this last name spelled? Because it's C-O-U-L-T-H-U-R-S-T. Okay. okay. I was spelling it like Colt in my head and I felt like that was wrong. No, it, you're very wrong. Yeah. So I usually am. Mark Colthurst, the owner of the boat, mm -hmm. uh, he was 28 at the time. So the... The day they got into Craig, September 5th, that is the day they ce celebrated his 28th birthday. Okay. Irene Colthurst, his wife, also 28, 
Kimberly and John Colthurst, their children who were five and four at the time. Oh, oh no. let me know. Irene was also pregnant. No. She was three months pregnant. I'm glad in about 20 seconds you've just made this extremely worse. It, it gets so b- bad. Uh, Michael Stewart, who he what was 19 at the time, and he was Mark's cousin. Okay. Um, so four, five, so five four technically of the, members of the family. Yeah. Um, and then there was Jerome Cohn. Cohn. It's K E O W N. I don't know how to pronounce okay. it. Wait. Jerome Cohn, nineteen. Dean Moon, also nineteen, and Chris Heyman, who turned eighteen. On Why is there so many teenagers on this boat? Yeah, so they're they're all young people. Like yeah. everyone's younger than thirty. Yeah. They're all young. They all got their lives ahead. But like I said, they celebrated Mark's birthday. Uh, the day September 5th. Yes. And the deckhand Chris, the youngest deckhand, um, he would have been 18 on September 6th. Oh my god. The day of their murder. So let me tell you about Craig, Alaska. Yeah. Craig is a very small fishing town. I would imagine with a name like Craig. Is it? Yeah, it's a small fishing town in Alaska. And in 1982, it had a population of about 600 people. And that's like a solid population. That's not just. That's you know, a village, coming. I think. Yeah, that's a village. That's not just people, like, coming in and out. There's the cat. Yeah. That's not just people, like, coming in and out and everything. That's just the solid population yeah. of about 600 And I assume people. it doesn't get raised much with people, like, coming uh, in. Yeah. So, here's how one of the articles that I read described this town. Yes. A rustic outpost on the wilderness of Prince Wales Island. And I think they said it was, like, a native town or something I, so like an indigenous town or yeah. something like that I, i'm not entirely sure it's, they said indian so i'm like all right okay that means <laughs> it's probably a mostly indigenous population. yeah probably indigenous population let me get a sip we love, we love disrespectful articles <laughs> i know i know well so i was kind of concerned about the authenticity one of these was written in 83 so That's like fair. a few months yeah. after yeah. the murders but like i said before the fishing game department in Craig were temporarily closed at the time. I yeah. couldn't figure out why, and I could not figure out when it reopened. I, I when it I'd reopened. Look, yeah, I just I would have to look at like the day. That well, September Saturday. that was probably around like Labor Day weekend, yeah. right? Because yeah, what day is it today? It is. It is the fifth. <gasps> it is September fifth, twenty twenty one. As we record, it's September fifth. Perfect timing. I did not intend to do that. That's beautiful. I love All right. That. I so, like I said. <laughs> Craig was temporarily closed, uh, so Mark Colthurst mm-hmm. got permission from two of the fishing boat owners, um, who had boats t- uh, docked in Craig, um, to tie the uh, their fishing boat, the Investor, onto two other boats called the Defiant and the Decade. Oh, that rocks! I know <laughs> the <laughs> I Defiant, the, the Decade, Defiant. and the Investor. <laughs> like that's super cool. Yeah. So as a result. Anyone looking to get on or off of the investor would have to cross two boats and two crews, as well as make their way across the docks, so passing even more people and, like, fishermen and locals yeah. in also, order to like, get on and off the investor. Also, I know you're going to get into this, but, like, walking on a dock is noisy. It's like, so it's not- noisy. It is so noisy. Which means I'm going to be so mad at the end of this, but it's noisy to, like... It's ridiculous. ...walk across a dock. It's, it's crazy. Especially if it's, like, presumably at night, and so nobody's yeah. awake, so you're the only person right, moving. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so... the fa- I wrote a lot of this down, meant to be a script. Obviously, I'm not following it too well, no, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the family and young crew separated the evening of September 5th. 
some theorize that the four young men, so Michael Stewart, the cousin, mm-hmm. Crit, uh, Jerome Known, uh, Dean Moon, and Chris Heyman, so the younger deckhands and the cousin, mm-hmm. went to went in town to look for drugs. There is no evidence to back this up, and like family members and associates and everything, like like I, I don't want to say like defended the honor of these four boys, yeah, but. but Everyone highly doubted. But they went. No they went into it. town. Though. They went into town. Okay. They went to town separately from the rest of the family, from okay. the Colthurst family. Um, so, the young family, Mark, Irene, Kimberly, and John, went to dinner at a restaurant in town, mm-hmm. leaving, excuse me, leaving the restaurant around 9:30 p.m. Okay. to return to the investor. The crew of the boat, the decade which the investor was tied to, keep in mind, one boat, two boat. Three boat, yeah. and the investor is the third boat. Okay, so it's tied. It's tied to the decade. It's tied to the decade, and then the decade is tied to the defiant, and the okay. defiant is docked. Okay. This, as someone who has a boat and has gone boating, this is a common thing. Yeah. You'll just get permission, especially like if those people are like permanent like renters mm-hmm. of the docks or whatever. Yeah, I'm just trying to orient like where yeah. the boats are at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know how close to like other boats they were, but no, I just but know they were. Connected. That's the order that we're looking at. Yeah. So. The crew of the decade uh, had a party that night. Okay. So September fifth, they were having a party, probably a little bit of music, playing some like what? What was popular in nineteen eighty two? Do I look like I know? Uh, I don't know, like some ABBA or something. <laughs> My God, ABBA is always popular. How dare you? ABBA, ABBA amongst the fishermen. So they had a party, which continued long after the family returned and went to bed. This was the last time the Colthurst family and crew of the Investor were seen alive. Uh, li- right. <laughs> again, incredibly public. Yeah, like there's a it, like that because you're going through town, you're, you're through getting town. to the docks, you're going uh, like it, and you're crossing two different boats. yeah with presumably other crews on. At yes, least absolutely. One of them. They have other, especially the decade. They were having a party mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, and I wanna. I didn't write this down, but one of the articles that I read. Don't jump over the plants. She's going to. We're talking to my cat. She's crazy, and she's trying to give me an anxiety attack. We'll probably cut that a little bit, but... (laughs) (laughs) So, the crew of the decade did not see anybody other than the Colthurst family and their crew getting onto the boat. Okay. They didn't see anybody going towards right. the investor. I'm just noting that there is another crew throwing a party on a yes. different boat. Right just, next to the investor. Yeah, I'm just keeping this Literally right next to the investor. So the next morning, the morning of September 6th, mm-hmm. around 6 a.m., three crewmates, three crewmates from the decade noticed the investor leaving the docks, spotting a man aboard steering the ship. So they waved to the man, and the guy waved back... Uh, before and and those guys were just like, all right, whatever. It must be Mark, Mark Colthurst. Okay. And then they went back to nursing their hangovers. Uh, yeah. Waving to other people on other boats, very common. Yeah, no, it's, no, no. It's a totally normal thing. And if you don't wave back to the other people on the boat, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> I, I would assume so. You're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um, so the investor left the dock around six a.m. Like okay. I said. And it anchored at a tiny island only a mile from Craig, noted by a witness on a passing ship. And I can't remember the name of the ship. Okay. Uh, not long after anchoring, the an <coughs> sorry, not long after anchoring, an unidentified man took the investor's skiff. So like a little like yeah, yeah. think of it. I think of it kind of like a lifeboat. It's really not a lifeboat, yeah, but, but a little guy. 
uh, took the investor Skiff back to town and was seen by several people as he left port for the store in town. Okay. Um, this wasn't really suspicious um, for the locals and for, like, other fishermen because they thought, like, oh, these people are just trying to get, like, an early start on uh, the days of fishing and yeah, maybe they forgot some supplies season. and stuff like that. So it's fishing season. Um... Instead of supplies, this guy bought two and a half gallons of gasoline and returned to the investor the next afternoon. So well over 24 hours later, he returns. With two he gallons of with gasoline? With two and a half gallons of gasoline. He went back, he, he, he dropped, he anchored the boat uh-huh. on September 6th, and on September 7th, Came that back. afternoon, he yeah. came back. So, well over 24 hours. Okay. This is plenty of time for people to just be like, hey, let's go check on that boat. Or anything. Yeah. Or, like, but nothing. Literally no one checked on the boat. Well, they I just mean, noted that, like, oh, it's anchored at this small island yeah. a mile outside I mean, outside to be town. fair, like, I also probably wouldn't just, like, go on somebody's boat. No, but I know? think it would be a little weird if, like, you notice a boat is anchored and you see some guy leave... And then a day and a half later, he comes yeah. back, and you don't see anybody else on the boat or anything like that. I don't know, like it's that. Alaska, too, though, so... It is a lot. Like, right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I've never been to Alaska. I don't, I don't know. know. I just... There's, how, there's I don't a know very strong like those people are. I don't, well, and there's a really strong, like, indigenous population up yeah. there, so it might be a little bit more normal for people to just, like, disappear. From oh, them. yeah. I don't know. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how big this island was. Right. I was just told it was a small island. Which could mean anything, frankly. Right. Um, so, upon returning to the ship, the man doused the investor in gasoline in the gasoline he had purchased, set the boat alight, and fled the crime scene on the skiff. So, he lights the boat on fire and he leaves. Okay. Um, another ship noticed the fire and went to investigate, but was stopped by the man still on the skiff. Wait. <laughs> yes. So, so someone sees this boat on fire. Right. A and this guy, boat. and this guy, they're going to like check it out and like help the people because like boats catch on fire sometimes. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we gotta go help. And this guy just stops them. And yeah, here's what he tells them. I don't have it word for word, but he looks at them and he says, no, everybody on board is safe. Oh, on the flaming boat? On the flaming boat, and then he leaves. But he's in a little skiff, and he's He's the last person. He's in a skiff, and he's the last person seen on and off that boat. Right? Do they turn around and leave? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst part. So this guy, it gets better. So this guy on the skiff. He takes it back to Craig, he goes back to the island, and to the town of Craig, and there's people on the docks looking at this boat burn, because it's only a mile away. Yeah. So, here's what he does. No, don't step on that. (laughs) So here's what he does. He walks to, or he walks through town from the ports. He He even offers the skiff to some people who want to get a closer look at the fire. She's chewing on the straw wrapper. So they he offers the skiff to some to She's people who want later. to like get a closer look at it. Yeah. And I, after telling some people after telling someone to not approach the yeah, boat. And then he's talking very he's eerily calm. He's completely calm during all of this. He talks to multiple people when he gets back to Craig. Like we have descriptions, all of this like same description of the same guy. He talks to the mayor of this <laughs> oh town. Oh my god. What does he tell the mayor? I don't remember. Okay. But hold on, I have a I have a quote. Uh, one witness said, I saw the guy in the skiff. 
He was a cool character. He came up, talked to a few people, made a phone call, and left. Oh my so the man the makes his escape from the island and is never seen again. Make, makes his escape is a very strong use of that phrase, I think. He just gets off the he island leaves. and he is never seen again. Okay. That's it. That's cool. Yeah. So, so we, okay. There's so many people who see this guy. Yeah. Right? Like, talk to this man. Talk to this guy. He talks to the mayor. <sighs> and nothing. And also, a nothing. boat is actively on fire. A boat Do is they... actively on fire. Yeah. Returning to that. Yes, <laughs> Thank please. you for that segue. <laughs> Returning to that, the ship burned for a total of 42 hours before the remains of the Colthurst family and the investor crew were recovered, oh meaning most forensic evidence was lost. Yeah. Um... The first two bodies identified were Mark and his wife, Irene. Um, investigators believe they were shot and killed with a twenty-two caliber pistol or a rifle long before the ship burned. And keep in mind, the ship was burned, mm, like, a day and a half later. Yeah. So, it, so presumably they long dead. Yeah, they were probably shot the night before. Yeah, very likely they were shot, like, the night of September 5th, yeah. or they could have <sighs> been asleep as the boat was being taken off. Yeah. Because I saw this boat, Well, yeah, and no, it's, that, a, it's, a, it's like a sailboat. Yeah. No, well, because that was I'll my thought, yeah. is, like he, pull, like, he pulls the boat out to the island so he can shoot them and no one will hear it. Right, right. Investorship. Yeah, so... It, and it's a beautiful boat too. Yeah. Like it. it or sorry, it's not. It's not a oh, that's sailboat. Gorgeous. But it's a beautiful boat. Yeah. It's a. It's a it's very a nice, lovely boat. <laughs> and this thing is burning for yeah, forty. Yeah, burning. And, and obviously dead they can't do anything about it. The ship is no. burning, and there's this guy who's been telling them like, no, it's fine. Which. But then they look, and there's human remains. Like they find teeth. They find like segments of like. Yeah. Which like I'm just. I'm sorry. Stuff like that. You don't listen to a guy. Who is like just on a little skiff fleeing this boat? You don't listen to him when he's like, "No, it's fine. It's fine. Them, everyone's safe." What do you mean everyone's safe? What the do you boat's mean on everyone? Fire. And he says everyone on board is safe. That is what he says. Yeah. So, well, they're safe. They're safe because they're dead. Is the thing. They're someone's a liar. Dead. It is not me. All right. So, it was believed they were shot with a twenty-two caliber pistol or a rifle long before the ship burned. Okay. The six other corpses were burned beyond total recognition. So oh they could God. not identify I, the rest of the corpses. Okay. Do but, we just know because of, like, the registry or yeah, something? Yeah, so okay. we... It wasn't hard to conclude that they were... It was the charred remains of Michael Stewart, deck of the cousin, yeah. Michael Stewart, uh, deckhands Jerome Known, Dean Moon, Chris Heyman, and the two young children, Kimberly and John Colters. Mm -hmm. So oh. there are eight people dead. The yeah. ship is burned, and it, nobody knows who this guy is. Because oh he's still unidentified, and really? he just gets off of the island. Oh my god. So, yeah. It's great. He's a very gutsy guy, too. Yeah. Like, this guy has some guts on the, him. Mm, he's confident enough to walk through town several times, yeah. talk face-to-face -face with people before and after killing these people, I yeah. assume, and burning the boat. Like, and, the, and then he, the, here's the funny part about this. There's several articles that I read that, like, are like, why would he burn it in broad daylight if he's trying to cover up a crime? Well, because he's not trying to cover he's up a crime. He's not trying to cover it's up a crime. part of the crime. Exactly. Excuse me. Because also, 
Also, burning it at night wouldn't do anything either, because no. people would also wake up if you start burning the boat at night. Yeah. So, like, burning the boat, like, that's like, the, that is the choice he's was, made, and there's no there good There was one article I read that said, like, it, it believes that he's trying to make a point, but what the point is, is we don't really know. Okay. Um, so the killer was described as a white man in his early 20s, roughly five... (laughs) A white man? No! (laughs) Roughly 5'10", medium build, straight brown hair, and a pockmarked complexion, wearing rectangular glasses and a baseball cap. So so literally every other white guy. Every other white guy, and also, like, peak serial killer descriptions. Exactly. Just like, oh, he's a white guy with brown hair and glasses. Exactly. And then... Oh my god, it's it's okay. crazy. So it's just uh, your typical white guy. Yeah. Right? Uh no one reported seeing a man matching his description on the seaplane or any of the ferries that left Craig. Um here's a quote. Investigators concluded he must have escaped on one of approximately 150 signers and trawlers in Craig's Harbor at the oh, time of the killings. That narrows it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there's no way to track this guy. No. Um So, um, we're gonna go with two possible motives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police assume Mark Holthurst was the main target, and everyone else was just kind of, like, collateral damage to avoid being caught. Okay. But, which, if he was, if they were, like, collateral damage to avoid being caught, why is he talking to everybody? Yeah. Burning a ship in broad daylight. The immediate breakdown of that is, like, he's clearly not trying to, like... Because if he's trying to hide it, you know, you buy the gasoline beforehand, you kill everybody, you burn the boat, and then you, like, flee on the skiff in the night. Right, right, right. But he's just talking to people. But he's just talking to people. Um... Mark was described as a hardworking and well-respected man within the fishing community. Like, a lot of people knew him both yeah. between Washington and Alaska. Okay. Um, but he was cocky and short-tempered, uh, which often ended in fights. Um, okay. So, like, he's a great guy, but a short-tempered, right, yeah. you know? I know plenty of guys like yeah. that. Um, of the character traits you could list, that's pretty normal <laughs> for most people. Um, so, let's go into... The theories. Mm. Robbery was dismissed uh, because signers do not care. I don't know if I'm saying this right. It's S E I N E R, but I'm assuming I'm saying it right. Uh, Signers do not carry much money, and the ship was roasted, which leaves no reward for any potential robbers. Yeah, no. This is an $850,000 boat. Yeah. You saw it. Like, it's a beautiful boat. Well, and like, I don't know, maybe you could steal anything that's on it before you burn it. Right. But aside from that, like... Right. Which you already said there's not going to be much on the boat anyway. There's not much on the boat other than maybe, like, a little bit of, like, toys for the kids or, like, you know, it's 82. There's not, like, cell phones or laptops or anything like that. And you're not going to, like, keep your money on your boat. No, what are you going to get? Like, fishing nets and poles? So, like I said, robbery was out of the question. Yeah, yeah. No one thought it was a robbery. Um, some thought this could have been a squabble over drugs, because like I said, some people thought the four younger guys went looking for drugs in town, which, not... Like, I get it, it's the 80s, but, like, that is a weird... Just, I don't know. Just, uh, like, the, the so, steps to, I've shot everyone and on this boat and burned it down over drugs in, like, the tiny town in Alaska. Right. It just doesn't track. And, like, uh, so there were brief descriptions about these young guys. They were all college students. Okay. One of them was a high school football player, everything. Like, they were all really good, upstanding kids. Yeah. Um... 
So, yeah, like I said, that theory was quickly dropped due to lack of evidence and backup from victim and victim mm-hmm. from the victim's colleagues and families. Yeah. Like there it that was a little bit of a theory and yeah. I think it's still kind of floating around, yeah, but sure it's not it like, wasn't part of the investigation. Yeah, so probably not robbery and very likely not drugs. Yeah. Um someone got the wrong target is another theory incredibly unlikely because I showed you the boat um incredibly difficult to mistake the investor for another boat yeah it no (laughs) the answer is no especially since there the name of the boat is on the front of the boat yeah and yeah yeah so excuse me another theory is this was an act of revenge from former deckhand John Peel so Peel had been fired by Mark several years prior to the murders, allegedly over drinking and drug abuse. Again, the drugs came into play. Yeah. I do not think this was a, a motive in the murder. Okay. Um, Peel was arrested two years after the fire on charges of first-degree arson and first-degree murder of the eight victims on the investor. Okay. Um, one witness who knew Peel claims he saw him on the investor the night of the killings, and another claims they sold him the two and a half gallons of gasoline. Others told investigators Peel and Colthurst had quote-unquote bad blood um, between them after Peel was fired. However, John Peel had no criminal record, uh-huh. um, no reported impulse control issues, no anger issues, okay. nothing like that. Peel I had mean, been married- sorry. Well, I was just saying, I mean, he, like, drinks and does drugs, though. Yeah. Presu- so, presumably, if yeah, that's what he got it, fired Yeah, it says over. allegedly, yeah. like, several, several articles said allegedly. Yeah. So there's no, like, solid confirmation. Yeah. Like- it's, It was the 80s, though, Yeah, so. but he had been married a year before the murders, and he had a son and everything. Okay. And he received a wedding gift from Mark and Irene on- oh, okay. When he so, got married. Yeah. So there's no bad blood between right. them. Right. Or but, if there is, it's not, like, extreme. Right, right. You know? um, none of the witnesses claim to have seen Peel the day of the murders until after his arrest and after the start of his mm. second trial. Okay. So, and mm. then some people, I think the waitress said she saw Peel and Mark having a conversation at yeah, the bar, which... or at the restaurant they were at the night uh, they were murdered, because John Peel was just... He was in Craig at the time. Like, he was also a fisherman. Yeah, no. Like that. I think he I, lived in Craig, actually. Okay, I think he yeah. lived in Craig at the time. Yeah, I... So... That's just... If it didn't come out until after the trial, though, because... Yeah. After his... During his yeah, second during trial. Yeah, during his Because, like, you so, get people's faces in your head. Yeah. And a lot of people will just, like, say that exactly, they saw somebody. Exactly, exactly. Um, luckily, he was acquitted after his second trial. Okay. So this is, a, like... First trial went on for over six months and eventually resulted in, like, a mistrial and a hung jury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was tried again uh, after only three months and before he was acquitted. Okay. Um, he then sued the state of Alaska for $900,000 uh, for wrongful persecution. Okay. And in the lawsuit, this is what I like, in the lawsuit, Peel requested the murder investigation to continue. He nice. said, somebody was responsible for this. Somebody out there knows what happened, but I'm not going to waste any more of my life on it. I don't think it's Peel. I don't think yeah, it's Yeah, he wouldn't like, ask for the investigation to continue. He wouldn't ask for the investigation to continue, and people were like, oh, I saw him, I saw him. But, like, there was another person who, I think he was part of the trial, said there were, like, 500 other guys who looked exactly like him on the island Yeah, because the description was 
any white any guy you, white guy you could ever see in your life. So, like, that's just what people look like sometimes. Exactly. White with brown hair and glasses. <laughs> white with brown hair, glasses, and a baseball cap. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, after nearly 40 years, no new evidence has been uncovered. Love it. And no one else has been tried or arrested for the murders of Mark Colthurst, his pregnant wife Irene, their two children, and the four other people aboard the investor. Yeah. While it's no question what happened to the eight victims, it's likely that we'll never know who their murderer was or what motive he had. And that's all I have. That's... It is... I, I told you I, the other day, this yeah. is a frustrating case. Yeah, no, you mentioned it. And, like, because, like, I knew you, it was going to be frustrating, but I cannot believe what you have presented me with is he talked to people, he shot these people and burned their bone in broad daylight. And because like, it's, it's not like those murder investigations where it's like, we never saw anyone here. We, they saw him. They talked to him. Yeah. And he got away and with he, it. Well, and, like, I don't know, and he just stopped people from going to the boat by being like, no, everybody on board is safe, even though it was just active. So, like, part of this is also just incompetence of other people. Right, they right. they didn't go to, like, help anybody it, it, I first. feel like it was probably, oh, what's it called? Like, the bystander? Bystander effect? effect? Yeah. yeah. The bystander effect, where they're like, oh, someone will do something. Yeah. But then again, a boat was on fire. Yeah. It burned for 42 hours. Yeah. There's like, nothing you can do. No. Other than just sit there and watch and wait. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, it's a boat. Especially gonna, since they like, were like, oh, no one's on board. They were told no one is on board. Yeah. And well, the they guy were told everybody uh, was safe that was on board. They mm -hmm. weren't really... Which, obviously, you assume from that that there's nobody on board. Right, but, right, right. Um, but, yeah. But it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, and then there... Especially how cool this guy acted. Yeah. He was so cool, so calm, so collected. Yeah. Talked to people, and then just and gone. Disappeared. And there's Gone. no, like, because my first thought with this had been, Because like, if he had been, like, a local, then people would have recognized him. Yeah. They would have been like, oh, Which, I knew him. But yeah. that was kind of what came up with John Peel, because they're like, oh, I know this guy. I saw him. Blah, right. blah, blah. And it was it, during his it, second trial. Yeah. Well, because, like, the first thought I had when we were talking about, like, okay, the investor is tied to uh, the decade, which is tied to the defiant, and so realistically if you're coming in from town you'd have to cross the docks you'd have to go through town you'd have to climb over the boats my first thought was honestly and then you mentioned that there's no record of him coming in on like other ships no so i honestly had the thought of like was it he, somebody he, from he left the boat twice on the skiff on the investor yeah. skiff yeah so but uh, my thought is and like it's i you would have no way to prove this but my first thought was like was it somebody from one of the crews of the other two ships mm. like he comes in on one of those ships and then he leaves on a different one mm. which but like i said like there's no way to no like no one on the, what was it the decade was having the party no yeah. one saw anyone come on and off right and all, which, the crew was entirely accounted for the next day yeah. everyone was hung over okay. and everything yeah so yeah and they saw him. They waved at him, and they thought it was Mark because they yeah they it's... thought it was Mark Colhurst because he was far enough away. Mm -hmm. And they're like waving, and when someone waves back, it's okay. You yeah. know everything's good. Yeah, you know everything is fine. Because um, if someone doesn't wave back, they're either a prick <laughs> or something's <laughs> or wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Um, oh God. But yeah, and let me tell you, I walk on docks a lot when I go yeah. boating with my family, or I. Let me rephrase that. I, I walk on docks a lot 
I have walked good oh my we're, gosh we're doing fantastic I is... have walked on docks a lot in yes. the last like 10 years of my life just because yeah. my family goes boating yeah and it is pretty loud yeah and then you walk on certain boats especially big boats like that mm-hmm. I guarantee they're creaky you know yeah. especially like it's the 80s so it's definitely it's not the 80s, like but then it makes me think if they were shot while they were tied to the decade. Because if the bow engine would have started, someone would have woken up and been like, hey, where are we going? What are we doing? Oh, but who no are one, you? No one reported hearing gunshots, though, and the two, the weapons you listed It was either a, a pistol or, or a pi- Yeah. Which... For one thing, the fact that there is such a variety between those two things, one of those is much bigger than the other. And it's I like don't... this is a twenty-two caliber pistol or, or a, rifle. a rifle. It's like saying that you shot somebody with a Nerf gun or a sniper rifle. It's just like, I don't, I'm not sure where the detective. What was he shot with? I have no idea. I have dude. No clue. Actually, it could have been very big or very small. We're just not sure. Right. Um. And like, but you say that, and like. If it was a rifle, somebody would have heard it for sure. Yeah. Like, somebody would have heard that shot go off. Well, I don't know. How common were silencers in the 80s? That's the thing I don't know. Um, Because I I didn't look that up, and I don't particularly care. Oh, no. (laughs) I, yeah, I will, I'm not sure if I want to interrupt, like, looking up silencer stats. I can pause it one second. hold on. The the research has come up fruitless it's, for how popular silencers yeah, were I, in the eighties. I I took a little look. I mostly got they were invented in like nineteen oh nine. Which is that what interests anybody. Every article said All that of we them looked said at. It. Um, also, it might just be like an issue of terminology right now. I don't know, but I we cannot find the stats on silencers which at the is moment. Great. Or suppressors, if you're being specific, <laughs> is what came up. Um, so yeah, but anyways. So there is the smallest possibility that it was, like, a pistol with a silencer or a suppressor on it. Yeah. I've never heard but of a rifle with a, with a suppressor Yeah, that's it. the thing. That's my thing that, like, that's why I don't like this big gap between which weapon could have been used. Because right. with a pistol, you could tell me, like, oh, maybe he had a silencer on it. But if it's a rifle, it's like, you're hearing the rifle go off, for sure. Um, yeah. Did the boat have an engine? That was the other thing? Yes. It did have an engine. Yeah. Okay. So it was a big engine boat. Yeah. And so you're, if they had started, that's a big boat. No, too. yeah, no, that was my thing. You're gonna like, hear it. The only thing was like you showed me, and I was like, oh, maybe he like didn't turn the engine on. Maybe he just sailed it out. Nope. But nope. Like if it has an engine in it, you need to turn the engine on. Yeah. Um. God, that makes that so much worse though, because that means that like either the party went on so late into the night that they just like didn't see this guy climb on the boat. And didn't hear the other boat turn on as he pulled it out. Well, because like, it was the next morning. It was 6 a.m. when he pulled he, out of the oh, harbor. Oh, okay. Well, that might have just been that they didn't, like, worry about the engine. Like, if they didn't worry about the engine turning yeah. on because he was, like, going. They thought he was just going out. Yeah. It, it's the gun that's going to get me. It's the gun and the fact he talked to so many people. Yeah. Like, those are the two. Because I'm like, it's weird if he managed to, like, drive the boat out. And. <laughs> He's very dumb. <laughs> um, it's dumb if he managed to, like, drive the boat out and then shoot them. Yeah. Although, like, not that there's much you can do, like... The thing is, I don't know how loud... I don't know how loud this engine could have been. Yeah. But well, I highly like, doubt it's loud enough to cover up a few gunshots. Well, that's why my whole thing is, like, he probably brought them out to the island and then shot them. 
Right. Because, like, he probably wasn't worried about anybody else on the boat hearing the gunshots, but yeah. it's, like, the people in town. Yeah. And I would assume, however far out they were, you probably wouldn't have been able to hear any shots. Yeah. Um, because they were, like, a mile out of town. Yeah. But there were, like, boats, like, passing. Yeah, so regularly. there were boats on. And but like, it was so early. Yeah. And I don't know what day in the week it was, so I don't know yeah. if it was, like, a weekend or anything like that, but... Yeah. It was just Well, and so it was fishing early. season, too, though. Like, that's the thing, is it was also fishing season. Right. So day of the week, in terms of, like, who is out, doesn't really matter. Right. But But I, I was just trying to, like, consider, like, the amount of boat traffic that yeah, could have been passing Yeah, it's that early it. in the morning, there probably wasn't too much. No. Especially if the consensus was, like, they thought that he was going out to Yeah, get, I don't like, think I've ever an, been on a... I don't think I've ever been on a boat any earlier than, like, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. I've never been on a boat earlier yeah. than that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how, like, fishing seasons work. Um, eh, I don't know. I've never... I've Because, so, they're from... The Colthurst family was from Blaine, Washington, mm-hmm. which is also a little small I, fishing town. I love just the really mundane names in all of this. Blaine yeah. and Craig. Blaine and Craig. <laughs> new Bonnie and Clyde, Blaine and Craig. Oh my god. So, um, let me tell you, I didn't mention this, because mm-hmm. um, I didn't think it would come up, but I feel like it's kind of important now. So, there was, I guess, some animosity between the fishers, the fishermen from Craig and the fishermen from Blaine. Do not know why. Okay. But some people theorize that this was, like, um, a, an example so like, look what happens when what you happens. you dirty Washington <laughs> you people from Blaine from Blaine coming in, coming in and fishing, fishing in our Craig. waters. I hate um, that. I hate that idea. But like, yeah, so it this tragedy absolutely shocked the people of Blaine. Yeah. To the point where they, because it's it's a small town. I think it was like mm, probably about. 1200 people yeah i, I can't like, remember probably the number. quite a few people knew the family and all of the yeah the it's, like members. it's also a small town yeah um but like people felt safe enough that they didn't need to lock their doors like they were okay and everything and then there's yeah. ob- but once this happened people were locking their doors and in blaine in blaine in blaine okay. and there's obviously the risk of being a fisherman Um, Yeah. So people would like expect, and everyone like accepted this. Like, if your family was a fisherman, or if you knew someone who was a fisherman, and they went out for the fishing season, there is a possibility that they can't come back. Yeah. And that's just something they had accepted. Yeah. But someone, I think it was like the sheriff of police or somebody, stated that he had never seen so many people like ecstatic that people were coming home than after these murders. Yeah. Well, because, like, the the accepting that your family might not come home when you're a fisherman is, like, oh, they might get lost at sea. Like, a storm happens and they get lost at sea, or, like, it capsizes or, like the, yeah, exactly, or something. Exactly, right, right. Not, yeah, they all got shot and burned in this boat. Right, In exactly. a completely, di- like, and over like, in Alaska. And they're all, like, such young people. Yeah. Like, what could have happened? It's not, like, years of animosity building up. These no. people are 28 Which, and college students and four and five. Yeah. Like, which I think that might unfortunately make that, like, it might make it the possibility that it was a local and that nobody else said anything, like, mm-hmm. because it was, 
like the local fisherman population right. decided to right. do this or whatever. But then they convicted John Peel, and he lived in Craig at the time. Oh yeah, that's true. He lived in Craig at the time. Yeah. But when, God, it's so, so when weird. he was arrested two years after the murder, yeah. he lived in his hometown. I can't remember the name of the town, but he was living in Washington at the time. Okay. And is I, I I have no idea. I think. It's bizarre. Yeah, and it's just one where, like, you're never going to know. And here's the issue with this case is there is one person, there is one legitimate suspect. We have the name, we have his records and everything, Mm -hmm. but it's not him. Yeah. He he was acquitted, and then he, even he was all like, no, you guys need to continue this murder investigation Mm -hmm. because it's a cruel thing that happened. Yeah. But I'm not going to be bothered with it anymore. Right. Well, and, like, the problem is they burned the boat, so, like, any other any evidence, evidence any, is Any, like, gone. fingerprints, blood, nothing. They couldn't yeah. even identify most of the bodies. Yeah. Like, they identified two of the people. T- the they boat. identified two of the corpses, and it was Mark and Irene. Yeah. And it was... So, like, there's uh, not, you know, there's not gonna be, like, fingerprints or anything nope. on that boat. Nope. And even then, it's the 80s, so, like, that kind of stuff really doesn't matter. You right. need more, like, definitive proof. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I guarantee, like, even if you had, like, gotten, like, DNA, I don't know how good, even, like, nowadays, DNA testing isn't even super solid. I'm not even sure when DNA testing was implemented, because I don't think it was 1982. No. Like, it's not even completely accurate today. No. It was definitely not very good or accurate in the 80s. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the... Investor murders. Off to a wonderful start. Great start for this this podcast. Um, (laughs) with just the most frustrating murder in the world. Uh, I'll definitely find another one that's a little more frustrating. Oh my god! Don't worry. This is gonna this is gonna be the track, and you're just gonna find the most frustrating murders. And we're just gonna sit here and and be so mad. Great time. I don't know. I'm not super mad. Like, it's I, a tragedy that happened, and I... Yeah, it's such a tragedy. I think a lot of people were... Which, it, you find this common in, like, murder and disappearances. It's like, yeah. I don't care who you are. I just want to know why. And, like, if it's a disappearance, like, what happened. Right. You know, something like that. Well, it's... I think I think the central frustrating part is that, like, he talked to people. Yeah. And he didn't even burn the boat until, like, more than a day later. Yeah. And so it's just like there was so much time where we could have figured out who this guy was, and then he left. There was and so we much can't find him. There was so much time where they could have realized that these people are dead well, they on this well, boat. Well, they could have realized that maybe the guy on the skip from the boat telling you not to go to the boat is the one who set it on fire it, and like arrested uh, him. It's crazy. Or at least like wrote his name down. It's or something. crazy. But yeah, so. it is nuts. Like that. When I say we're mad, like it's that central part. Yeah. That I'm just like it's so frustrating. But Purely because of the murder yeah. himself. But it's such actual... an old murder now, too. Like, it's we're it's never almost gonna 40 years. We're never going to know. No. We're never going to know. It's 40 years old yeah. at this point. Almost 40 years old. Yeah. Um, and there's no new and evidence in the last yeah, There's nowhere to get new evidence. So no! Just like, it's gone! Right. It's gone! Unless it's some gone. guy, unless some, like, guy in, like, his 60s is all like, I did the, I killed them which, in Craig. Like, 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 he could, I guess. He but he's could. not going to. But yeah, so, yeah, no. Because if, like, because also, like, similar murders probably haven't happened, so it's not, like, a serial thing. It was probably a one-off. No, but it was definitely so. a one-off thing, so that's why people, like, assume it was a, like, an example was being made yeah. of these people. Yeah. Stuff like that. Because it was just uh, a one-off thing. And it never occurred again. But Horrible yeah. job, everyone. <laughs> Horrible job, everybody. Um, 
All right. Well, thank you so much for thank listening. Thank you. Um, please. Uh, I'll I'll record the. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Mystery Sluice. Be sure to follow so you never miss a new episode. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter. You can help us by donating to our Ko-fi, which will help us produce more amazing content just like this for you. <laughs> <laughs>